sad little life. Welcome to What a Sad Little Life podcast. I think I'll probably have to do in that voice. Welcome to What a Sad Little Life podcast. If you don't know the reference, then I mean... Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jay. Best TV moment of all time. And that's me, someone who's in TV, someone who works in TV. That's I will never make something as perfect as that. But this podcast really has nothing to do with Come Dine With Me or that clip. This podcast is about a sad little life that we all have now. And, you know, we're all stuck at home. We're doing the right thing. We're saving lives. I'm going to be um, talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of my famous friends. We're going to be talking about how we're dealing with isolation, lockdown, talk about mental health, keep us entertained, keep us sane and spread the love, man. Because, you know, we all have sad little lives at the moment, but we can make them sad little happy lives as well. Something came, it was bloody strange, but nothing changed. What a sad little life. Enjoyed the money, Jane. Episode one is called Rotten Bananas. Now you're probably wondering why have I titled it Rotten Bananas. It's because at the moment there seems to be a weird trend where everyone's making banana bread. I bet you've made some banana bread. I did as well. It tastes like absolute shit. The reason people are doing it is because what do you need to make banana bread? You need rotten bananas, right? We're in a rotten situation right now. So it's kind of like we're taking something bad and trying to make something good out of it. You know what I mean? Taking the rotten bananas, make something lovely out of it. Banana bread, not my banana bread. That tastes like arsehole. But generally, you can make something good out of rotten bananas. You know, you're taking control of a situation. Right now, we don't have control. This kind of gives us a bit of control back, you know, via rotten bananas. Now, take your banana bread and get off my property. Didn't know Shabzi had bars like that. I didn't know he could go hard like that. We'll get to know. My special guest for episode one is no other than the man, the myth, the legend, Stephen Merchant. Sir Stephen Merchant, the merchant of Venice, Chaucer. Yeah, and Shakespeare, and Shakespeare, exactly. Yeah, how you been, man? Long time. I haven't seen you for ages. I know. What was the last time I saw you? We were in some. You you were in an elf costume, um, (laughs) and we were in the middle of a fucking lake somewhere. I think. Do you remember how we were in? We were in a freezing cold lake. And wouldn't we dream of that now? Being together. Oh, mate, just being outside. I just want to. I want to know when they when when are they going to legalize outside again? You know they're talking about legalize this. I want to. I want to legalize outside. I gotta be cocky. I find myself every every email I sign off now is um, stay safe. You know what mine is? Go on. Stay healthy and hopeful. <laughs> I gotta be cocky. First name drop of the uh, of the session. Go on. Yeah. I did a, a charity thing once with uh, Bono. Of YouTube. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the end of the thing, we were everyone saying goodbye. And I said, uh, oh, um, uh, see you later, Bono. And he went, see you down the road. Oh. Thought, you know what's clever about that? This is clever, actually. When you think about this, right? I imagine a lot of people want to hang out with Bono, right? They want a piece yeah. of Bono in their life. Yeah. So if they say, if, he, if someone says, uh, see you later, Bono, and Bono goes, yeah, see you later, that person could go, well, when, Bono? When are we going to get together? Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's all a bit awkward, but that's an awkward situation. So instead, see you down the road. What's great about that is it's like, maybe we'll run into each other again, and that would be great, and I'd love to see you, but I'm not, not making any promises. <laughs> In a way, this lockdown stuff is quite annoying because I haven't got any excuses now. You know, now everyone wants Actually, to fucking no do... Excuse. Everyone I mean, wants to do Zoom know, parties. I, I was thinking of all kinds of ways to try and get out of this. I, okay, so my, my girlfriend said, okay, say your battery's died. I'm like, that's not going to fucking work. You have a charger at home all the time. She went, power cut. That's quite extreme, but power is extreme. And also, I, I could check up on that. I could, you know, I know your postcode. I could Scottish power. Hello. Ask you, Sim, what your plans are 
vis-a-vis haircuts. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about what my plans are for my visa. I was like, mate, I've got them. I was born here. <laughs> That's all in check. All right, pretty ain't got shit on me, mate. No. <laughs> um, all right, so what, with my haircut, what, what happened is that I've been wanting to shave it off for years. Like, I had right. that, you know, that weird thing, you must know this. You know, when you have a, a, an idea for a character and you're like, oh, mate, you know what would be fucking funny? What if he had like a really greasy ponytail and like a disgusting moustache? That was me 10 years ago not yeah. knowing that that's going to be my life now. You know, I didn't, you don't, you don't know. You yeah. think okay, I'll do a, you know, it'll be a thing. People won't care. But it actually became a really, you know, a thing for him. All my favorite comedy characters, they have a look. Absolutely. You know, it's almost, they're almost like superheroes. They have like their outfit, you know? They're key workers and they, they are literally heroes. Like this really puts into perspective how important they are. And it's oh, just it's like, true, isn't it? I mean, man. It's really, they are, they are, on the front line, yeah. like soldiers putting their lives at risk. It, it really is that, oh, yeah. man. It's like, and they're dying. And like, you know, when you see the, the papers of their faces and you think this is literally like the war. And you know, you really? think of those times when like, God, how would we react in a war? And like, this is obviously how we're reacting. Just, you know, we, we're literally doing nothing, which we are. This is all we can do right now. We can stay at home. And well, stay we're, I always but, think it's like, you remember, there's like, you know, you, 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 you know, if you're a historian of kind of, comedy or entertainment like I am you know there's lots of sort of people during the war who um you know what did you do during the war oh well I uh you know I am um, part of the entertainment troupe yeah. really really yeah. what you were putting on um Jim Gilbert and Sullivan were you that was helping was it brave the soldiers wanted so brave what happened with your project I was filming a show down in um Bristol, my old hometown, which yeah. I had wanted to make for years. I've been working on this project for ages. Um, and we were up and running and we were two weeks into filming and um, we had to pull the plug. Um, and again, you know, in comparison with, you know, a lot of the ways people are suffering during this, it's nothing. But, of course. but for someone, you know, as you know, you, you put all your heart and soul into a project. And um, so, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty cutting. But yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, it kind of it, it, it is. It is so. Yeah, it's gutting, but at the, at the same time, it's kind of like you know, you put it into perspective, and you think, you know, it, it, it's it's it is heartbreaking, and you know all that stuff. But you just you, in generally, I think in life, you just think about so many things aren't important. Like I do think creating art and you know creating comedy and all that stuff is really in music. It helps us, but at the same time, it's kind of like you don't have your health, and if you don't have you know, I mean, look at it. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, it is crazy, man. And I, mean, always... I, I wouldn't be so pretentious as to claim that what I do is art. That's in, but, you know, if that's how you want to think about yourself. <laughs> well, <sure>. you know. <laughs> you know, your, um, your safety advice about the, the social distancing, which was amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I, I was amazed when I was going out for my sort of daily bit of jogging that people don't I don't think everyone realizes what two meters is no they don't yeah. realize that two meters is a bigger distance than you think and for those who didn't see it like for instance this is my this is my door frame right now the average door I don't know if you can see that yeah the average door is about I think about six foot four okay. so you can see and I'm and I'm I'm over six so I'm like six foot seven which is just over two meters so if you think about the size of that's the door in your house that's yeah. a big distance and I don't think people are um, are fully aware of it. So I was going around, you know, doing a little bit of exercise, trying to hear the distance, yeah. and I'd see someone coming the other way, and they, I was, and, and I'd be thinking, well, this prick's not going to move. They don't know what's going on, and they might make a kind of vague step to the left or right. Like, no, no, it's not going to work. 
to yeah, a Stephen Merchant measurement. Usually, you know, as a, as your as your guide, the merchant the merchant measurement. I think that could become a thing. Like that could actually become, a, you know, a, a thing of the merchant measurement. The two meters. Steve merchant yeah. between you and anyone else is what yeah. my advice would be. Exactly. I mean, I'm quite. I mean, for me, you know, women have always stayed around two meters away from me, so I'm quite used to social you've distancing. Got, you've got half the population already avoiding you. It's just kind of. Do you have any advice for people, either creative people or non-creative people, in terms of what to fill your time with, how to keep your spirits up? What I try and do is give myself sort of structure to the day. You know, I don't just let the day stretch on ahead of me. So I think to myself, well, what do I want to get done today? Yeah. That might just be something like, you know, oh, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to watch a movie or I'm, whatever it might be. But I, I feel like there needs to be some structure in your day. You know, and I think yes. in this lockdown, without any kind of formal structure, it's easy for the day to just sort of meander on, right? So yeah. I do think, you know, building sort of some, some, some um, planning into your week, into your day is very helpful. And then it's like, you know, for instance, I often... I'll work and then I'll reward myself with something, whether it's watching a, a movie I want to watch or I like playing online chess. I'll reward myself with a little chess. You know, I give myself those little incentives, you know. So yeah. I think, I do think that's helpful is giving yourself some structure, giving yourself a little project for the day. I think I'm getting onto that now, but in the early days of the, of the, of the lockdown, I'm talking about it like we've been in it for years now. <laughs> in the early days i know it's, it feels so long but um I, I yeah i had no structure and i i was doing that really bad thing where i was just watching the news 24 7 right. and it's so toxic and it's just like you're watching yeah. it reminded me of like 9 11 even though i was quite young when that happened but i remember my mom was just locked to the screen and you're literally and brexit all this stuff you're just like you know and it's so toxic because you that just fills your you know your whole day and then my routine was like i don't know like just eating cereal at like you know three in yeah. the morning it was really bad so i think but now i'm trying to you know and even i'm, I'm doing this as one of the main things to just keep me give me something to do because i've got writing projects but this feels like you know that's something i can do set myself a goal talk to yeah. some of my you know my friends my funny friends my you know all this kind of stuff so and also i just think um i'm a giver so i want to give this to people so I people can you know, like, you know, I, I'm a giver, you know. Uh, well, I, I also, I mean, I don't know about you, but my, the, 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 the demarcation between the clothing I'm wearing to bed and the clothing I'm wearing in the day oh, nothing, is yeah. it's <laughs> And no boxes. I mean, no, not, not no, but only boxes for me. No, no oh, trousers, no jeans. Like my mate the other day, I, was, I had a video call with a few of my mates and my mate was wearing jeans. Yeah, that seems bizarre. But I do think it's important that if you get up, you have some breakfast, then have a shower. Yeah, yeah, showers. Move into some day leisure wear. But you know what? You I'm not... When you go to bed, you know, just to, you know, so have your have your pajamas, your day pajamas, and your evening pajamas. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I you know I I did have a shower today, but I was I was because you know because we did this a bit earlier, so I was like kind of like getting everything ready, and then I you know my girlfriend was like get in the shower, and I was like you can't smell me through the video. That's true. Uh, I can I can tell. You can tell though the grease and yeah and all that stuff. I guess we have our our fan base are overlapping mainly because we kind of like just stole your whole your whole style. But you know, for fans of we've got a confession. Move in. <laughs> well, what's your what's your thoughts on people just do nothing? Go on. I I love people just do. I, I you know I I um of all the people that have ripped us off, I think you've done it the best. <laughs> it never gets old.
you know, the office in a, in a way, I mean, look, it's for me, it's the Bible. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to suck you off here, but it's the Bible for me. And it's, it's, it is, you said you don't make art. That's a fucking piece of art, mate. Like every, and the older I get, the more I realize it's a perfect piece of art. It's not television. It's not a sitcom. It is a piece of art. Even though the office is isolated and is set in one thing, there's so much going on. There's so much, you know, kind of mental energy going on. It's so, you know, it's so fun. Um, how did you create that out of a very isolating location? I, I think it was, you know, the show was always born out of our experiences of having worked in those office environments. I mean, I worked at the BBC behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, you'd think that perhaps it's BBC, it's TV, it's media, maybe it's a little more glamorous, but it's not. It's the same everyday squabbles over yeah. staplers and, and little power of politics, all the rest of it. And, you know, even at the BBC, you know, you, you'd spend most of the day in this one room and you'd have your desk and maybe you'd go to go outside for the lunch break. But otherwise, you know, you did your full day in that contained space. And all of the kind of stew of drama that was going on and the little sort of budding office romances and the, the dickish bosses and all the rest of it, it was all this little hothouse of stuff, you know, that was yeah. going on. So um, to us, like, what was intriguing for us was that there was so much, there's so, it was such a rich stew just in offices that we lived in, you know, because yeah. um, in a weird way, people are in, in a very trapped uh, situation. And therefore, you know, it, all the things that call the stew of things is all the more kind of compact and yeah. the tensions are more, uh, are more felt. I'm kind of asking all my guests to do one film recommendation and one song or album recommendation. It can be isolated, themed or not. But yeah, do, what, what are your recommendations? Now, is, it, is, it too, um, is it too obvious to mention my own film? Well, I was going to... No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. I recommend it only because a lot it's, of people I, I've, I've, I've um, had a lot of people sort of tweeting and, and a lot of it's been making a lot of kind of feel good movie lists and people yeah. uh, did an interview yesterday about you know for a film magazine about it being a feel good movie because I think you know in this lockdown period where there's a lot of sad news depressing news it is very uplifting joyous and celebratory but for a more obvious contained uh, movie, and I'm sure a lot of people are finding themselves, you know, in, in a in a flat or an apartment. Oh, uh, would recommend Billy Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, it does show the working life, and soon people may be missing their offices. But a lot of it does take place in the one room of of uh, Jack Lemmon's apartment, and uh, you know, it's from 1960 something or other. So it's a little dated in some of its kind of politics, as it were. But yeah, if you think it is very much a satire on kind of, you know, on um pre me Too men yeah and, yeah it's uh, <laughs> treatment of the women in their workplace so you can watch it as the satire is and also as the romance is it's a really sort of classic as in terms of an album a music yeah. album um you know i've had to go obviously to a um to a stone cold classic from from steve's collection this is the um oh you love that uh, 30th anniversary edition of bruce springsteen's born to run um and uh you know you don't have to obviously buy it in this form although what is very pleasing in this package is you get uh, this, um, you get this additional film, which is uh, Bruce at the Hammersmith Odeon in London, 1975. And this is right. the famous uh, concert where Bruce had never performed in London before. And uh, there were all these posters put up around town um, by his record company saying, uh, is London ready for Bruce Springsteen? 
and uh, he arrived and uh, he was just appalled by this kind of this this hype and he tore all the posters down and um, the critics arrived at the Hammersmith uh, Odeon as it was then Hammersmith Apollo now and um, and they were they had the knives out they were ready to, yeah it's this guy big enough you know they were ready to kind of crucify him and as you see in the show you know he walks on in darkness he begins Thunder Road harmonica is playing the crowd is kind of muted in their response and by the end of the song the place erupts in, wow. in more than joy. And you see in the course of almost one song, a man win a crowd over. And it's an absolutely joyous moment of rock and roll history. Pornhub. Pornhub? Oh, yes. <laughs> so this is one of my favourite moments of TV history. Because the thing is, we went on the one show and we, first of all, we emerged from a group of choir boys which looked so fucking suspect. It was so noncy. It was unbelievable. It was like this short, fat guy and this really tall, white guy. And it was just us creeping through the thing. And then, I mean, the famous moment. Yeah, yeah. what the fluff challenge. I have no idea. Was that something to do with um, Pornhub? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, the fluff challenge? Yeah. Do you have to, is it a thing where you have to sort of secretly put some fluff on someone's shoulder and then run away giggling? No. Oh, should we have a look? You're a bit stumped, aren't you? I mean, what happened then? Did you like? I remember, and I like... remember, I remember you, Merch, and you were saying to me, you were going, "All right, Asim, now no wank jokes, no dick jokes," and you fucking said porn up. It was amazing. I said porn up on the one show, but I, I, in all seriousness, there are moments in my life where it doesn't occur to me that there's anything outrageous about it. So in all seriousness, I just thought, well, you can mention porn up because either you know what it is or you don't. And if you don't, then it's harmless, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like I'm squaring where a kid knows you shouldn't say a bad word. A kid watching or a kid, they have no idea. Either they know what it is and what difference does it make or they don't. It was on the one show, mate. But it was on the one show and there was choir boys there, Stephen. Right, but if those choir boys know what it is I'm referring to, then I haven't corrupted them. They've corrupted well, themselves. Well, I loved you even more for that. I thought that was one of my favourite moments ever, and I was literally in tears when that happened. Stephen Merchant, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for doing this, man. I hope you I hope you keep safe. That's what you're saying to everyone. What was when you said? Um, keep stay stay healthy and hopeful. And listen, Asim, see you down the road. See you down the road, mate. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. The man's a legend. What can I say? You know, he's uh. He's honestly one of the nicest guys in the business and he's funny in real life, which is which is rare for because a lot of these comedians are miserable bastards in real life. All right, to wrap this episode up, I'm going to get my boy Raj. Okay, Raj Delgado. Some of you might know him. Some of you probably have never heard of him. But he's going to do us his recipe for banana bread. He's a very sensitive soul, so just be kind to him. All right? Hi, my name Raj. I am a scientist from Goa. I have big heart, clean heart. I am die-hard romantic. Today I make the banana bread. They say way to woman's heart is through her mouth. I cook for her like Mary Perry, Mary Poppins. This is my recipe, Raj's end of the world banana cake. I want sex. First peel rotten bananas. Mummy say that Raj is rotten sometimes. 
but sometimes rotten things can also be lovely. Next, please mash the rotten bananas. Make sure you mash them very good. Sometimes Raj take out anger on bananas when mummy shout at him and say he's useless boy. Uh, this is also very therapeutic. Next, take some ghee and put it in your Tupperware. I like to use my hands, but you can use brush. It make me feel naughty. Next, take some all-purpose flour. I like to use White King brand to remind me of British Empire. Wear your flower. This remind me of Scarface. Wear your butter. Wear your sugar. Whisk it. Raj have to whisk very quickly. Oh, mommy, wake up and hit Raj. Add one egg. Raj make mess, so he add one more egg. I like egg. Whisk until it comes to nice smooth consistency. Baking soda, I got baking soda. Next put in your rotten bananas. Make sure you get all of it in. You now can add cinnamon. Then please put it in nicely and mix it really well. Then pour into Tupperware evenly. Put it in the on a tray and then we can put it in oven. Make sure you wear oven mitts because oven is hot. Yes, now we wait. I'm watching, sorry for my oven door is very dirty. It's I need to clean and um, yes, I will. also my glasses are dirty. I will clean that too. Oh, what a mess. This is a good time to clean up. My rubber gloves don't fit. Raj hands too fat. Make sure you clean good or mommy hit you. Okay, banana cake, banana bread ready. Put knife in to see if it is cooked. Oh no, it's not cooked. Let me pop it back in. Sorry again for dirty oven. Oh no, it's burnt. Don't worry, Raj smell smell very nice. Raj can save this, don't worry. I put chocolate spread inside chocolate banana cake. Banana cake is now more like pudding and Raj like pudding, especially with nice cold glass of full fat milk. Mommy only let me have a red top. I eat it. It's hot but it's so nice. Raj then wash it down with a nice cup of milk. Remember everyone, if something goes bad, you can make it good. You could take rotten bananas and still make lovely chocolate pudding with cold glass milk. Bye. Raj have very bad diarrhea after this. Please do not make this follow this recipe. That was Raj sharing his special recipe for banana bread. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this week. I've I've really enjoyed making it. I mean, I've never done anything like this before, so forgive me if this is absolutely shit. But I put my heart into it. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
I'm going to do more of these. If you want me to do more of these, then just let me know. If you've got any questions, slide in my DMs. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. And episode one, Rotten Bananas. I'm going to end on this quote. When life gives you rotten bananas in the shape of a pandemic, make banana bread. Big up. Dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, what a sad little life.